If your supercoach side has been taking a beating, if you need to hit that trade button, or you're just in the mood for a bit of footy banter, you've come to the right place. It's the Specialist Report Podcast. G'day everyone and welcome to the Supercoach Specialist Report. Jordan, Jack and Cade here as we have been all year and this is the final yeah. podcast before the Supercoach Grand Final on the weekend. Sad times, last one of the regular season. Yes. and uh, Disappointing. We're keen to get into it though because it's a big round and hopefully you're in a few grannies. Um, I think I'm in three myself. Cade? Uh, eight, I think. Right. Oh, okay, man. Eight. <laughs> eight. Eight, yeah, eight. Yeah, I lost my only one. So, last week to Cade, my prelude. So, I'm out. <laughs> That's I'm out unfortunate. Of everything. From eight. Pro- probably in a couple of uh, minor ones, but they don't care. So. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, hopefully you've got uh, plenty to be listening to this week and thinking about. Uh, with some key matchups coming up, so we should get straight into it and get last week out the way. Uh, Jack, I imagine it's you to kick us off. It is kick it off with the uh, traditional way, for, which has been for most of the season. Well, uh, last week it wasn't. Yeah. So let's get back to normal. Fuck the trend. Yeah. But this week, <laughs> no, nah, we're back to normal. Uh, scored two thousand three hundred fifty-three, which wasn't too bad, but obviously there was a huge, a few, sorry, huge scores out there. Yeah. It was about twenty k for the round. I'm pretty sure 20k is my number because I'm 19.4k. Vince, like you haven't moved from 4k, yep. I haven't moved from 20k all year. So, uh, been really disappointing really this year. And I have um, a theory on that one as well. Yes. Coming up later. That'll be interesting to hear. My <laughs> hero, Lucky Neil, 154. Had him for three weeks and this was his best week for me. Yeah, it was um, huge. 41 touches, a goal, 10 tackles or something ridiculous. He Hope- had a massive game. Hopefully he can back it up on the weekend and go out with a bang against the Doggies in the last game. The regular season? Yeah. And my villain sort of have two. There's an obvious one in uh, Josh Gibson, who had 43. But I've come shit to out. sort of yeah. expect that from him. <laughs> yeah. But also, someone who I just want a pot just because I've had him all year and he's annoyed the shit out of me. <laughs> Dylan Shield had 80. So... He has been... Good on you, champion. You are, you're now on pick. my never again list. What were his stats? Did he, did he have a... He probably had 50 usual, touches. Yeah, I think he had 25 plus, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But he just doesn't mark the ball or tackle or anything. And, yeah, it's really frustrating to watch because you watch the game, you see him rack, rack, racking up the pill, you're like, oh, yeah, it'll be good. Go to Supercoach. Oh, he's done stuff all. <laughs> so, it's because he does nothing else. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's been a shocking year. He's a gun of a player, but come on. He doesn't... The thing is with him, he's been consistent this year, but he doesn't have big ones. No. I don't, I wonder he's probably had is. one over one, fifth, one or two above 115 this year, I reckon. High score um, of 120. High score of 120, yes. And he's only had... Three scores over 115 Yeah, this year. And in the back half... And that of this, many under 90. In the back half funny. of the season, in his last six games, he's only had one over 100. Oh, my God. So he's had a shocking end of the season. That's pitiful. And I'm glad that he's sitting on my bench at the moment as a loophole. And I'll probably be trading him this week. Not many that I can get from him. But anyway, we'll see how we go. So I scored 2,435 on the weekend, which was enough to get me through in uh, my cash... League when I was playing the 130th Ooh. ranked bloke overall. Well, so how much? Through. I did. Is there guaranteed yes. second money? Yeah, there's guaranteed second money, but I'll be going okay. for that first and um, have one trade up my sleeve, as I said, see what I can uh, do with that one. But my rank, yes, you guessed it, 4,500. <laughs> so since round 14, my 
rankings has been 4-6-4-8-4-9-2-3-5-4-7-0-4-3-2-9-4-7-8-9-4-7-5-7-Losing-my-boys-4-9-3-3-4-5-1-4-That's-just-ridiculous-You're-just-plotting-You're-doing-a
Uh, he is just about a lock next year. Yeah, 153 this just week. Just so everyone else's team can be even more similar yeah. next year. Everyone can start with Chris. Villain. Did you have one? Yes, I did. Oh. Dane Zorka only had 54. Oh, yeah, so, what the hell was that? So I'm pretty sure most people have him, but yes. he is my villain this week. I had Josh Gibson on the bench, luckily. Did mention in Tuesday Trades that Dane Zorka only is second school under 90 this year, so he'll be mm-hmm. looking to bounce back in a big way against the Saints. And that was his, what, 100th game or something on the weekend? It was his 100th. Yeah. Poor effort Towered from up. him. After 150 the week before that as well. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have a look at the Supercoach Specialist Fans uh, Supercoach Group. And Blitzem still leads on that one. Ranked 28th overall. So hopefully he can have a big one on the weekend and um, stay in that top 50. Swervey's uh, coached by Andrew, ranked 53rd. RDFC ranked 97th. Uh, so those blokes are doing pretty well Ooh, for geez, us. I'm just out of the first page. I should be first on the next page, I reckon. And you are first on the next page, 20th, 20th, yeah, 21st actually in that group. Uh, and we've got 37 in the top 1,000. So looking pretty good. And hopefully, yeah, we can get a few more in the top 1K as uh, in that last week. A few injuries around and important injuries at that mm. uh, at this time of the season. First one, and suspensions actually, I should mention. First one, start with the injuries. Nick Natnui, yep. still in 7% of sides. So I think a few people may have traded him in. Not many, but a couple brought him in, um, I noticed. And you called it first, Jack. Yeah, the Ackle. Ackle. It looked the motion of the Ackle, and I called it. Uh Uh-huh. And it was an Ackle. Um, So he's out probably this year, and maybe even next year, which is really disappointing. It is. Because he would have been probably a lock in many sides in the ruck next year. Maybe it makes Scotty Lysett a lock next year. Maybe Mm. it definitely doesn't. Does definitely does not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's all right, Lysett. If you have 1.30 this week, I'll, I'll put you in next year. Yeah. He got a red dot next to his name, has he? Uh, he did cop. He did go off in the last quarter with a bit of a knee complaint, but with Nat Nui already off, he uh, definitely had to play out the rest of the game. <laughs> yeah. And he seemed to be okay afterwards. Brody Smith uh, was concussed on the weekend, and doesn't look like he'll get quite up. Quite a few still have him. I reckon. I think it's about fourteen percent of teams have him, so it's a fair number. And he is someone that a lot of us uh, have gone with the never again on him, and people people will be never againing the never againing. Yeah. And. Uh, <laughs> Friday night, he's meant to play, so I would doubt that he makes that turnaround and plays that one, especially because he's had concussions in the past too. So he would be a trade um, if he doesn't play, which I reckon is quite likely. The Doggies, Eastern Wood. Yeah, can't catch only, a break. The only in 2.4% no. of teams, so not doesn't affect too many people. Yeah, but, but he will be out for two to three weeks yes. apparently, and that probably makes Matty Boyd's spot this week maybe a little bit more... Um, Assured. Assured. Uh, going over to the West, he was maybe in doubt, could have been rested, um, the old fella. Take him over there, but I reckon uh, more likely to play with Eastern Wood out. Yep, need some old heads down back. Yeah, that's right. Uh, in a game they should win, um, even if half their side rocked up. But still, <laughs> um, they'll be definitely wanting to get the win this week. Roy Sloan was suspended yep. one week uh, from the match review panel. Probably could have challenged it, but I don't think... Um, didn't want to risk it Adelaide, for yeah, didn't no. want to take the risk. So I reckon he would have got off as well, but... They should finish top two still, yeah. Adelaide. Um, Do you reckon it was... Uh, should have been... I don't reckon out? it was any malice in it, no, really. I reckon just because of the claret. Yeah. That's the reason he's gone for a week, but... 20% of teams. Yeah, nothing to do about now. That's so. a, a big blow for a lot of those guys, especially um, someone of his stature. He's averaging 106 in his last five weeks, and... Uh, Loves the Adelaide Oval, so he probably would have been in for a big one. Many, many of those guys won't have any trades left, so that'll be tough. And um, good thing is though he's still pretty good price, so you can get yeah. just about anyone. Exactly right. Paddy Cripps. We will be um, chatting about options a bit later for Sloney 
that's that's about it for injuries and suspensions at this stage. Keep an eye out for teams on Thursday night. I'm sure there will be some interesting uh, selections um, this week, just like we saw Jimmy Bartel get rested. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you trade and Cade, and uh, there could be some others in a similar boat this week. So it's uh, if you're looking alright at the moment, just just uh, don't rest on your laurels. Should we start with slow options? Yes. And there are plenty. As we said, at 542k, mm-hmm. you can basically get anyone you want. He did drop 17,000 on the weekend, scoring a 93. But, uh, yeah, there's not too many blokes that are more expensive than him. So, who do you like? You have to look at uh, who everyone is playing this week. So That's right. Um, St Kilda, obviously the obvious one against Brisbane at Etihad. They have the easiest draw this week. Brisbane mm-hmm. are the easiest um, team to play against in Supercoach. They give up the most points. If you jump onto Tuesday Trades, you'll have a look at our table that we've chucked up there. Gives you a pretty easy indication of how teams are looking because you only need to consider opponents for this round. And also, you don't really have to care about anyone's price because you're not going to save any money for later trades. We'll take you through that table. And it's the Saints at the top playing Brisbane. Port Adelaide have the second easiest opponent in Gold Coast. But they do have to travel to Mexico. 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 (laughs) That's a fair travel. (laughs) Yeah, I'd still back them. Um, And the Bulldogs have the third best uh, opponent. That is Fremantle. They uh, aren't that great. They have to make the trip over to the West, and that'll be a tough one. Yeah. Jack Stephen. Yeah. As you said, Saints have the easiest draw. And Jack Stephen, he hasn't been great as of late. He's been pretty putrid. He's been getting some attention. Absolutely putrid, really. He's had average 70 in his last three and 87 in his last five. After his big 150 that he had against uh, the Bulldogs. Yeah, he's had 77, 56, 78, and 77. He got a lot. He's been copying uh, a tag each week yeah. after that, so he's found it hard. The thing that makes me wary, though, of getting him this week is those scores. While he's copped a tag, could get the but Mitch Rabo treatment this week. He's, a, he's not a flat-track bully, but in games against... Poorer sides. He's performed really well. His biggest games this year have been against Collingwood, 120. Essendon, 148. Freo, 138. Carlton, 164. Mm. Essendon, 170. <laughs> and then his other big one was Bulldogs, 150. The rest have been under 120. Right. So he loves the poor He will side, go big against Brisbane if Mitch Robbo doesn't go to him. Yeah. And it seems as though Mitch uh, has been, you know, given a little bit more freedom in the last couple of weeks since I traded him, of course. <laughs> uh, so it was good to see him have another 116 on the weekend yes. uh, after I traded him two weeks ago. he This is like he was actually averaging 61 in the last six weeks that I had him. And since then, he's gone 131 and 116 and outscored his replacement, Dale House, by 18 points and 42 points. So <laughs> I am very happy about that after that holding pretty funny, Mitch Robinson for the whole year. That is one of the all-time terrible trades. <laughs> I hope that he doesn't go to um, Jack Stephen this week and he will get off the chain if he doesn't. Yeah. The Blues playing against Essendon. We talked about Patrick Cripps and we talked about uh, my man, Bryce Gibbs. Bryce Gibbs, yep. Both are great options this week. You will need some money to get Cripps. But thankfully, you can actually go straight down to a uh, to a Gibbs. So either of those blokes um, coming off a big game on the weekend against the D's, uh, mm-hmm. they'll be they'll be raring to go to have a big one. So if you can get Crips, I'd be doing it. If you can't get Crips, someone a bit cheaper is Robbie Gray uh, playing the Gold Coast this week, who are the yep. second easiest side to score against, which you'll know if you read Tuesday Trades. Mm-hmm. Scored one thirty seven on the weekend and has been good. Last few weeks, um, has he's, had a few crap ones during the year, but against yeah. the easy sides, he loves having a big one. 134 against Brisbane, 
and only had 78 against Frio, but then his other big games were against St Kilda, Adelaide, Essendon, and Adelaide again. So he loves the showdown. He's a great price too. (laughs) At 500k, hard to go past him at that Mm -hmm. one. Uh, So Two retards have actually traded him out for Patrick Cripps. (laughs) Right. Um, (laughs) I don't know what you're doing there, but... The other thing we should mention is these folks were giving you Sloan options. They're also Dylan Shield options, or they're also <laughs> just blokes that should Spot be premiums options. and aren't scoring yeah. like a premium. So, or if you say have a, I don't know, you might have a George Hewitt on the bench, and you got two trades, you can go down to a spud and bring in someone like a Robbie Gray to sit him on your bench, and you can lose him as a loophole this week, or take off one of your other premium midfielders. So, these options uh, for anyone really, yeah. if you got a midfield trade. Joel Selwood is another one. Mm. Mentioned in Tuesday trades. Doesn't mind. Doesn't mind Melbourne. Doesn't. He averages Average. 115 against them. He does. Which is very nice. And Playing at Skill Stadium. Yeah, didn't go so well last time. Only scoring 74. But in the two occasions before that, he had 144 and 133. You'd think that uh, Danger would cap, c- cop sorry, the uh, Bernie Vince tag. Yeah. Because Bernard is pretty good at that. So Selwood should hopefully be able to run free. And I expect him to. He was pretty big on the weekend before going absolutely absent in the last quarter. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'll back him in to have a big one. And he plays in the second game of the week. So uh, that's always handy as well. All right. I'm going to throw a pot at you. The Pod Squad. The man is JPK. And he's in 8.1% of teams. And absolutely has... Flown under the radar this year. He's the 15th best player. Uh, he missed a game as well, so even still. Averaging 111 this year and 114 in his last five rounds. Coming up against the Tigers this week, who are actually the... Uh, Most terrible team in the competition. Yes. It gives Sydney the eighth best draw for this weekend. And he doesn't mind playing them. Averaging 97 against them in his career but in his last two games has gone 114 and 118. So I'll be backing him for a pretty big uh, score coming up um, to play them over at home as well. So 109 average at uh, the SCG. I expect him to go 120 this weekend against the Tigers, who have nothing to play for, really. Let's be honest. And they were shit on the weekend too. They were worse than shit. (laughs) They were horrific. So, yeah, get around uh, JPK if you're looking for a bit of a different uh, approach this week. I have another pod to throw at you. Mm. I've actually been tracking him closely because I have him in one of my draft teams. And I've been uh, thinking about bringing him in as a bench loophole option, but haven't had the guts to do it. From St Kilda, so he's playing Brisbane this week. His name is Sebastian Ross. What do you reckon? Gun. Uh, he was best on ground on the weekend. What he had, one thirty-eight, yeah. and he's been on fire this year actually. And you know, consists he can uh, go big. He's got a pretty decent ceiling, as we saw, one fifty-two against Essendon. He had a one twenty not long ago against North, and a big one on the weekend against Richmond too. So he is uh, finding some good form, averaging one hundred and two in his last five weeks. Um, but coming up against Brisbane this week, as we said, Mitch Rahabo might be getting the. Uh, Job on Jack Stephen, yep. and that would just let Seb Ross do his thing. So, plenty of points to be had for the Saints players this weekend, and Seb Ross should get on the end of those as well. What's he What's he priced at? Uh, 473k he is. Okay. Not not bad. Um, could could bring him in this week for Dylan Shield, possibly. Do it. We'll see how we go. <laughs> should we look at some Nick Nui options? Just... If you uh, somehow have him. 
Yes, well, for those 7% of teams that have him... And there's only a few options for you, really. Well, obviously, Max Gorn um, is the first option, averaging yep. 143 if in his last three him. games. If you can afford him, he is 650k, so he's, he's not cheap. He's a beast. <laughs> That's a 170k gap, so even more, 180. So. The bloke I like is Stefan Martin. Yeah, he is affordable yeah. at 495k, and he's coming up against Jason Holmes this weekend. Mm-hmm. So backing in for a big hunji if he is the sole ruck. Yeah, keep an eye on teams because if Archie Smith comes in, don't get him. Yep. But he's only, he's only coming up against Jason Holmes, so I doubt they will bring Smith in for that. That's right. And... He could get rested even. Who knows what's yeah. going on in Brisbane these days. <laughs> but had 111 on the weekend and consistently goes big when he's playing as a sole ruckman. So he's your no-brainer option, I reckon. 132 and 105 in his Ooh, last two. And let's say you want to go with big Scotty Lysette. Oh, you could do. One no, that, you'd be an nah, idiot to do that. You would. One that I've been keeping a bit of an eye on for next year as maybe a point of difference choice is Brody Grundy. He uh, has had an almighty season. He's had a very good year, and a, especially a good Gee. back half of the season. Very consistent as well. Yeah. yeah. Since round 14, he's averaging, don't know, like <laughs> 105. What's that? What well, is, you're going to add it up in your head. Yeah, since yeah. round 14, only one score under 90. Yeah. No, no scores under 90. No scores under 90. Are you blokes right there? Do you know Not many doing? big ones, but he um, is consistently, he's probably averaging around 105 since round 14. And he had a pretty poor start to the season, having a couple of 50s and 60s. Yeah. But this week he plays He did kick a winning goal against Richmond, I remember. Yeah. Um, where he had 110. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> that night I, you I'm just going to ignore <laughs> I'm just gonna ignore what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so, he comes up against Hawthorne, and we saw what Max did to them a few weeks back. And no they have no seg. So, it'll be McAvoy, who has been absolutely shithouse this year. Yeah. Um, so, could ex- should expect a big game. From Brody Grundy. Even if you don't have Nat Nui and you want to get, say, a Grundy in or even a um, Stephen Martin who could go absolutely huge, mm. you can do that by, say, if you have a Scott Lysette in your um, ruck, you could trade out a forward and bring him down, something like that. But yeah. not many people will be in that position. Um, Todd Goldstein, people have said he could be rested. Very unlikely, but you wouldn't think so, it's North Melbourne. Who knows? Yeah. They retire four stars in one day before <laughs> on the eve of the finals. Uh, did uh, talk about forward options, so uh, we should move down there. And there's quite a few because the Saints, as we said, easy run coming up this week. It's pretty hard to look past Lee Montagna or Nick Rewell. Montagna had 134 on the weekend. Yep. yep. Nick Rewell's been up. pretty solid recently without being huge. Yep. He's actually uh, the only player. Well, he's... Number one playing this, this year for marks. He's had over 200 marks this year. Wow. Next best has about 160, I think. So expect him to have 10, 15 marks this weekend pretty easily uh, in Source Merit's last game. Yes. And he's going to absolutely run rags around uh, the Brisbane defence. So looking forward to that one. Dane Zorko in that yeah. same game. We touched on him earlier and he'll go big too. What about Sirioli, fellas? Who? Cereal or cereal? Cereal. Cereal. He was crap on the weekend. He had 68. Oh, gross. But he'd be looking to bounce back, averaging 90 this year, and we all know when Cyril gets on the end of one, he can go big. So coming up against the Pies this uh, weekend, hasn't played them this year, but he has a few big ones to his name, a 139 against Melbourne, a 116 against Brisbane, a 128 there as well. So at that price, pretty nice... um, Option. Hawks definitely need to get a big W this week. Yeah. And to stay in the top four. That's right. Uh, not looking good for them. But he's actually, if we look um, from round 13 onwards, he's had three, 
400 plus scores. So he's actually been pretty good. And um, I'll back him in for a pretty pretty big bounce back this week. What do you reckon, though, fellas? Who do you reckon would come first in a race? Silrioli or Usain Bolt? I think Usain by 0.01. Bruce McAvaney would come first. (laughs) (laughs) That is a a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, that's hilarious. One more forward option for you, though, this week. And here's the grenade. Cade's Grenade. Forward mid, actually, uh, 406k, Stephen Motlop. Bit, uh, Gee. Well, we've been talking about him That's a, a, pod a lot recently. Yes, he is. Uh, 7.1%, which is a bit more than I th- they would have expected. He was mentioned last week and had a big one. He yes. did have a big one. 114 mm-hmm. is what he had. And now he's averaging 91 in his last five. He bottomed out a few weeks ago at 361k. So since then, he's been dominating... Uh, last two against Melbourne, he's had 115-147. Nice. <clears throat> he's a flat track. Pretty nice. The same one. He is. Yeah, and he definitely. also loves Skilled Stadium. His uh, scores there this year, 114, 155, <laughs> 133, 56 and uh, 53. So a couple bad ones, but then 81, 108. So I'm backing him in to go all right this week. And if you have the luxury of trading him in as a bench option, he might even be able to loophole him He's as the they play loophole, second the game. second game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You can bring him in forward or mid as well. So at 400k, he's potentially someone you could bring in for a rookie that's come up. Yep. Like You might still be chilling with a Tim Woody or a Mitch Brown or um, someone like that in your forward line. Yeah, I probably wouldn't get him in the midfield because you have to choose to take someone off like a yeah. uh, Pendleby, maybe not Pendleby, but someone yeah. uh, who could score easily score better. Whereas if you take if you have him in the forward line, maybe take off uh, well, Scott Dullhouse, Lysett, Dullhouse had seventy four on yeah. the weekend. Yeah. I mean, you don't know what he's going to do this week. So there's um, more chance there, so. of uh, a forward outscoring him than a midfielder. If he can go, if he can score a hundred this week, that'd be fantastic for someone mm. at four hundred k. Don't mind the nade, the final nade of the year. Final mm. nade. Been a pretty good year of nades. Yes, has. I've got a few myself, including uh, Patrick Cripps, probably the best one. Yeah, I'm sick of you. Shut the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> someone who I have in my team. And it's pretty boff to look at. But he did have 130 on the weekend. Jeremy Howe, uh, been mm-hmm. consistent this year uh, since early in the season uh, in round seven when he had 108. Then had 500s in a row. Um, he scored 96, 97 and 130 in his last three. Only dropped under 93 times. He's been a great pickup for you, Jack. Round seven. Yep. He has been good. Can get him defense or forward as well. Yeah. And that's the key. So he's a swing man if you want to bring, say, maybe a Matty Suckling down to the forward line or defender, <laughs> vice versa. So you've got a bit of yep. flexibility if you bring him in. Um, so maybe one to look at for those looking at a pod. Mm-hmm. I did notice on the weekend, he has been lining up on the uh, opposition's uh, number one forward recently. Yeah. He was on Tom Lynch on the weekend for a lot of the game. And weird. Plenty of inset marks, I guess, yeah. coming because yeah. the ball's always coming to Tom Lynch. Yeah, that's it. Um, he is a defender forward, as we said. A couple other defenders I would be considering this week are... Cade, your new boy and your old boy, Jimmy Bartel and Jason Johansson. So both of those blokes. Johansson had a 130 on the weekend. Coming up against Fremantle this week, I'll back him in for another 110. Went up 20K on the yep. weekend. So you... Still a pretty decent price, though. Yep. Um, but Jimmy Bartel, he does not mind playing against the Ds at all. No. And he's fresh off a, uh, a rest and didn't make the trip up there. So I reckon he'll go uh, gangbusters against, uh, against the Ds. Playing, playing, down... playing for a... A spot on the on the list next mm-hmm. year, and uh, down at Cardinia Park or up yep. there, depends where you are. He doesn't mind playing there either, and especially if he wears long sleeves, keep an eye on him. Sle- 
If he wears the long sleeves, he's in. Yeah, yeah. He's in my team for Josh Gibson. Probably can't <laughs> afford him, actually, because Josh Gibson's so bad. He's 384K. My God. Jack, plenty of people won't have trades this week, though. Mm-hmm. And the only thing they can do to give them a leg up in the grand final is pick a decent captain. Captain's Corner. Well, this week is going to be very interesting because it's going to be Danger versus Gorn because they're playing the same game on Saturday Arvo. So, Dangerfield only averages 76 against Melbourne, uh, but he has scored 74, 120, and 115 in his last three against them. But Max Gorn, we all remember the breakout game last year. Oh, yeah. The Beard had 146. Brought him in after that one. Yeah, down at Skilled, led the Ds to the victory. And just bloody dominated. And he's averaging 143 in the last three weeks. With uh, the Cats, they don't have the strongest rock stocks. Rock stocks. Rock stocks. So he should be able to dominate, you'd think. And he, especially having his colours lowered last week, uh, what well, it felt like, even though he dominated in the second half, um, yep. he, he'll want to bounce back. Because it wasn't a Max-like performance. He only had 111. And that's not good enough. It's not. Um, it's really disappointing, to be honest. Just solidify himself as the All-Australian Ruckman yep. after this weekend. I reckon. Um, Scott Penelbury. Plays early, so you can VC either of those guys. Mm-hmm. Scott Penelbury uh, also play, plays, is probably your Sunday option, yep. or one of uh, two who I'm going to speak about. He scored 184 at 121 in his last two against the Hawks. Jesus. And off the back of a 165 against the Gold Coast Suns. You would think that is a good thing, but this year Penals hasn't really performed well after he's had a big game. Is he's, that right? Yeah. He had... 161 against Carlton a few weeks back, then scored 100, had 140 against West Coast, then scored 82. He had 131 earlier in the year and then scored 100. And then he did have a stretch of three three games in the middle against Carlton, Brisbane and Geelong where he had 143, 157 and 140. So that's the only few weeks he's backed up a big score. Wouldn't mind uh, that again from him, but tough to captain him uh, this yeah. weekend when he's coming up against the Hawks who... Will be pretty angry after their performance on the weekend. Yeah, you'd think they'd be smithing. Yeah. Um, Your other Sunday option you had? Jack Stephen, who we spoke about Gee. earlier. Yeah. Jack it's Pod Stephen. Jack Pod Stephen, because he's been poor. Poor Pod yeah. uh, this year. But as I said, as I spoke about earlier, against uh, lower sides, he dominates. Well, that's the thing. He does play on the Sunday, though, so you're probably going to have to captain him. Yeah. Unless you can go a VC on him and then captain with a. The Collingwood match two hours later, go penalty. Yeah. You'd have to see three quarters of the or game. Even the Bonten, even Bonten Pally after that. Bonten Pally, a Lockie Neal, perhaps. You do have to have someone to uh, captain if Jack Stevens scores well. That's yeah. right. You got to have someone like a D White yeah, playing for Collingwood, <laughs> like I do. Uh, Tom Phillips is another one, but he will most likely play again. So you got to have uh, someone like uh, like that. that Jack uh, Stevens um, also a good one because. If you're looking at your grand finals and you're just looking for the league win, yeah, uh, which most of us will be, obviously, at this stage, then you can assess on Sunday morning and see yeah. how far behind you are and then True. choose a pod captain. thing is, like if Jack you're seeing Jack Stephen or maybe a Tom Rockliffe in that same game who yeah. it has beasted his last two games at Head Stadium, uh, that means you're giving up a VC on Dangerfield. And if he goes huge, everyone has a VC on him and everyone's got a huge captain score yeah. already. So that's the risk you're taking. Tom Rockliffe actually averages 147 at Eddie Had this year. Right, <laughs> so I think he will be my captain. Not bad. Uh, oh, be cool. We'll have to back have to back him up. You'll have to read Captain's Court first. Yes, to get all the stats. I we'll have to back someone up with the rock lift, but 
Dan Hanbury. Dan Hanbury is a really good option. Mm-hmm. He scored 138, 121, and 154 in his last three against Richmond. Shit. <laughs> and he dominated them earlier in the year at the MCG, scoring that 138, had 35-plus touches, and nearly pulled them over the line single-handedly. He's also yep. in ridiculous form, averaging yep. 120 in his last yeah, five. Yeah, he's back to his best, Number that's for one sure. player in the comp over the last month uh, in front of Cripps. Yeah, and especially uh, also the games at the SCG, so... He loves it down there. Yep. And lastly, uh, someone in the same game that you could maybe look at is Dustin Martin. Um, he scored 118 and 148 in two of his last three. And the thing is, he doesn't care what opposition he comes up against. He just yeah. racks them up. Um, as we saw in 40 classified on the weekend, though, his kicks aren't really going anywhere no. in the back half. He's, he's getting just... all his pill in the back half. Yeah. Quite a few options there, but I'm sure yeah. there'll be plenty more uh, to read yes. in a very, very important article that is Captain's Corner this week. Um, hopefully get you the edge, and hope, hopefully you don't give us any cheap ones, Jack. Yeah, I'll do my best. Uh, so pressure is well and truly it's, on this well, week. The danger of a gone, I'm going to have to recommend one, and that's going to be where the pressure lies. Yeah. Okay. I think we're done here, fellas. Yeah, that's about it for this week. Grand final edition. That'll do it. Uh, plenty of options for you. Information overload in the podcast this week. But make sure you head over to Tuesday Trades and give that one a read for a bit more in-depth discussion on a lot of these options. And, of course, the table. That gives you an indication of what teams to target this week and maybe what teams to avoid um, in terms of their opponents. So definitely read that one. As we mentioned as well, Captain's Corner is an absolute must-read. Jack, the pressure is on. It Looking is. forward to that one. I'm used to the pressure. I handle the pressure. I've got no <laughs> idea what I'm going to do with my C or VC this week. Um, it'll be interesting. And trades this week. I've got the one probably going to be upgrading Shield to someone else because I'm not... I don't... I hate him. And Cade, you've got the one as well. Yep. Can't really do anything uh, bench-wise, so I'll just wait for an injury and uh, see what happens from there. Potential late outs as well. Um, you got to be careful of. So, teams on Thursday night. That'll be very interesting. Yep. Let's hope you can get a win in your Supercoach grannies and uh, we'll be back celebrating next week. Yep. Mad Monday. <laughs> Mad Monday. Uh, Mad Monday. Get ready. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening this year. It's been great to have you on board. Give us a uh, follow on Twitter and Facebook and a review on iTunes, if you can, uh, of what you thought of the podcast this year. So thanks, everyone, for listening. It'd be greatly appreciated if you could do that. And uh, good luck this week. Yeah. See ya. See you later. Thanks for listening to the Specialist Report podcast. Be sure to leave a review and subscribe on iTunes and visit supercoachspecialist.com for more.